Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 72. Oh my god, still can't believe there are so many. This time I will ramble a little bit about my crafting in Guild Wars 2. I will ramble a little bit about some hardware issues I've been having and ramble a little bit more about it and, I guess, life in general in the close. On with the show! So I have been grabbed into a guild with Guild Wars 2, which is sort of doubly surprising. First, it's surprising in that I really wasn't expecting to get pulled into a guild. I mean, a lot of the people I knew back in my ex-guild and just in general, you know, that I've known over the years are playing. So it's not entirely surprising that I have been grabbed into a guild. But the really surprising part is that somebody I knew... Back in the day, I probably haven't really seen him, quote-unquote, in like a couple of years. He is the owner of the guild who sort of pulled me in, and I was surprised because he tends to not really be a super hardcore player, and he is on the opposite coast of me. So adding those two things together, I figured I probably wouldn't actually see him in the game all that much, you know, let alone have a guild and be fairly hardcore. And by that, I mean, you know, most people who have a job only play for about, you know, three or four hours at most on a weeknight. And that's about what he's doing, so I would classify him as hardcore. I had mentioned, I think it was last podcast, that I wasn't terribly into the crafting. But now that I am in a guild, I am playing a bit more than I otherwise would have. And I'm probably a lot more interested in the crafting now. I suppose, in a way, as I talked about, you know, who are you protecting, in a way, the crafting is a similar kind of thing. Now that I do have a bunch of guildies who are, you know, using the same kind of armor, and who would, you know, possibly be interested in my weapons, you know, I'm doing stuff for them. I am sort of farming. It is very different than regular games, though, because one of the most awesome things about Guild Wars 2 is that everywhere you go, everything scales. Well, I suppose not everything scales, because you scale in level, but everything else, you know, stays the same. So as example, I am pretty much in the second rank for both armoring and doing weapons. So that's where my main resources will come from. However, there are still some things I need the first rank of resources for. So usually when I start my gaming day, since I will sort of ease myself into it, I will go back to the sort of first zone, which is level 1 through 15, and run around to gather some rank 1 supplies. Why Guild Wars 2 is awesome in the scaling is that that means everywhere I go is still pretty challenging. It's not going to be impossible because I am scaled a few levels higher than the content that's there. But I'm not so far ahead that, you know, I could walk away for 15 minutes and come back and, oh, five things are biting at my ankles and you know, doing so little damage, they don't do any damage to me. No, if you walk away and there's a couple things attacking you, you'll be dead within a minute or so. So you do need to keep on your toes. In fighting, you know, things are pretty quick to kill. I don't really have to worry if I'm actually fighting. But, you know, it isn't 
so easy you can't pay attention. You certainly don't want three or four things attacking you because, you know, you probably would get squished pretty bad. So you do need to pay some attention. And there are veteran level things. And then there's a rank above veteran. I'm not sure what they call it. Maybe elite? That's what most games call it. With a veteran, you'll always have a really tough time. You probably don't want to solo a veteran. I have beaten a few veterans, but it's pretty tough. Most of the time, if I'm fighting a veteran that is at my level, and that I'm not, you know, scaled down in level, I will pretty much be squished within a matter of seconds. The veterans where I am fighting in a lower level area sometimes can be beaten. Part of the way that skills and talents work with Guild Wars 2 is that between, I think, about level 10 and level 30, you'll unlock number 7, 8, 9, and 0. And when you scale down in levels, you actually will still have those slots available. So say, you know, I'm fighting in a level 10 area, somebody who is actually level 10 will only have that number 7 slot open, whereas I, now at level 33, would be scaled down to level 10. So I still have all of those slots. I have, you know, something in my 7 key, my 8 key, my 9 key, and my 0 key. So I have, you know, a few other abilities they wouldn't. Also, the loot that you drop may be scaled up to your level. Depends. A lot of the stuff will be the level that is, you know, of that creature. But just yesterday, I did get a pretty awesome greatsword and a pretty awesome piece of armor that were, you know, scaled to my level. It was like a level 9 creature, I think, dropped a level 28 item. So when you are being scaled down, you do still have a chance of getting a cool item. So farming, as such isn't quite the same as it would be in other games. In other games, it's boring, it's slow, you know, you're overpowered, so there's really no challenge if something comes and attacks you. Here, it's almost like you're actually adventuring just in a new area. And part of the awesomeness of that means that you can go and experience the other starter areas. There are, I think, three different starting areas. And you can experience them just like anyone else in those starting areas would be. Though, you know, as I mentioned, you have those extra skills opened up. So you're not, you know, 100% like they would be. But it's also not like you're completely, totally overpowering the area. It is still challenging and it is still interesting. Also, one cool thing that Guild Wars 2 has is that everybody's resource nodes are all specific to them. So say me and three other crafter people who use the same resources all come into the same area, we're going to all see the same nodes on our map. However, if I drain it out and take my share, the other two people still see that node and they also get their own share. So there is no fighting for resources. In fact, on more than one occasion, I have followed somebody or heard somebody mining and it's like, oh, there's a node over there, cool. And, you know, we'll be right alongside each other, you know, mining the same node. So it's more like a, you know, hey, here's this cool node, follow me, you know, without actually saying anything. So, in part because the area is still challenging and interesting, it's not just straight up farming, and because I have guildies now who would be interested in stuff, I'm a lot more interested in the crafting than I thought I would be. So I guess just like class choice may be based on who you're going to play with, crafting choice might also be something you consider depending on who your guildies are, or who your friends are, and who you plan to make stuff for.
Marvelous Victory So this section is going to have a very short intro because it is actually a section I am just going to copy and paste from what I have done before. I have been having a lot of issues with my system lately. One of them is that the temperatures have seemed really high. For those of you who don't know GPU temperatures, referencing the numbers won't really mean anything. So I'll just say that they were, you know, a lot higher and upwards to about 50% higher than they should be, which is a lot. I did a ton of research online to, you know, figure out that both it was higher than it should be and that, you know, people have some suggestions on how to blow out the system. I tried blowing it out on my own before I, you know, found too much information about it and it didn't really help anything. So I was kind of worried about that. I didn't really give up because of, you know, all of the issues with the system I was checking on anything possible for solutions. And one of the solutions was to blow it out in a completely different way than I would have thought. The way the guy explained it and showed it on video made no sense at all, really, in terms of, you know, logical thought on this would be how you blow out a laptop for somebody like me who has, you know, not owned a laptop really before this. So I did the sort of opposite blowing out. And now my temperatures are a lot better. They're not you know, 100% awesome. But one of the things I found said that, you know, to get 100% awesome temperatures, you have to do a repasting with good paste. And that the manufacturer of, you know, the laptops tend to not use good paste. So even when it was brand new, it probably was about, you know, what it is now. So now that that big long explanation has gone, I will paste in the blah, blah, blah about blowing out your computer. So do that. Here is the hardware gaming tip for dusting out your computer. You'll just need a can of compressed air. So for this, um, depending how dusty your system is, and for those of you who have never done it, it's going to be horrible probably, so you'll, you'll definitely want to take it outside. But if it's kind of sort of not really that dusty, you might want to just go ahead and leave it inside. The thing is that if it is pretty dusty, when you do those sprays, it'll kind of swirl around and kick back in your face if um, you're in a closed space. So if you don't have a lot of room, like, you know, you don't have space to pull it out from under your desk, say, or, um, you know, you don't want to take it all the way outside, um, be really, really super careful. And I'd, I'd recommend that you just go ahead and, you know, switch it off and turn off the power at the back of the power supply and then just go ahead and carry it outside just to be safe. Um, you know, don't drop it or anything, but I, I would rather you guys go through the pain in the butt of that than have dust kicking back in your face because, you know, it gets in your eyes and your lungs and that's, that's no good. So we want you to cover up your eyes with, um, just kind of anything, just sunglasses are fine. If you have like safety goggles, those are even better. Um, it's it's usually not that big of an issue because you can usually stretch your arm out and be, you know, at arm's length and it's, you know, yeah, aim and you'll be fine. Um, if you have one of those painter masks to cover your face as well, uh, that would be great. If not, and the system is super dusty, 
Um, you might want to take like a paper towel or something, put it under the sunglasses. Just, you know, to be doubly sure you don't accidentally inhale any any uh, vicious dust bunnies that might come flying at you. So what you want to do is uh, shut off the system. If it's on a power strip, shut off the power strip. I always recommend you shut off the power supply switch on the back of the power supply. Just don't forget that you did that because if you forget to turn it back on, you, you might think your system's dead and, and freak out and that would be bad. So what you what you do then is if it, you know like I said if it's super dusty you'll want to detach it and take it outside, which I would recommend you do if you haven't done this before. Um, some of you may actually not need to do this if you have a new system and it's got those washable air filters you just wash those. But if you uh, take it outside, take leave it inside either or. Uh, the first step will be obviously to put on the glasses and mask, and be sure that your can of air has enough air. Um, if it's almost empty, you'll want to get a new one, obviously, before you do this. And then what you'll do is um, just unscrew the the faceplate on the side of the system and then pop that off. So you've got the, I guess you could call it the left side of the system if you were looking at it. Your left, not the left of the system. I suppose technically it's the top of the system. But nobody nobody puts their system like that anymore, so it's it's the side. It's the side you always open to get to stuff. So that's the side you open. And then what I recommend you do is blow uh, sort of top down, I guess you could say. If there is a fan on top, you'll, you'll want to start with that and then um, go inside and do above the optical drive and then the top, I guess, third of the motherboard. And then you'll want to do the CPU and, uh, well, you know, not the CPU because it's covered. But, you know, whatever is cooling your CPU. And then uh, get those fan bits there. And, again, if if it's really dirty in the fans, you might want to get a Q-tip and then clean out each blade. It You shouldn't need to do that, though. Um, The air should be enough on its own. However, uh, the fan will probably go and, like, spin around when you blow it. So you might want to take your finger and kind of hold it, you know, put your finger on the center of the fan blade. So it doesn't do that. So, you know, you have to hold it in place with your finger. Don't push too hard. You know, put push kind of gently, just enough to hold it from getting blown in a circle. Though you might want to do it because it's funny just to check it out. And then you'll want to um, wait for the dust to settle a few seconds and then blow off the middle section, sort of, you know, the, where the graphics card and the hard drive typically are. And then if you have a second video card or other adding cards like sound card or something, you know, wait a few seconds for the, the dust to sell from that and then do them. And then you'll want to do the bottom. And the bottom is the really risky part because that's where all of the dust will settle to. And if it has been a while, there may be, you know, huge piles of dust in the corner. If that is the case, you might want to take some paper towels and um sort of scoop around at the bottom before blowing. And then um I always recommend after you blow, you do that anyways, just to be sure you know, you get stuff that you can't blow. So that's my tips. Um, an advanced tip, I guess, is you can kind of sort of lean it towards you just a little bit, not a huge amount. Maybe I would guess 10 to 15 degrees. Um, you know, that's uh, a 45-degree angle and then half of that and then half of that. Just kind of, you know, pick it up a couple inches off that one side. And that um, that sometimes helps when you blow that the dust bunnies will sort of fall out of the case instead of falling to the bottom or 
you know, on whatever part is below it. So I recommend uh, everybody do that who has not done it. It will help keep the system uh, breathing better, as it were, and we all know that breathing better is good. In terms of computerness, uh, breathing better helps the parts to keep cooler, which, um, you know, helps them to not overheat and not heat up as much because when things heat up more, they tend to perform not quite as well. So you always want the parts cooler, you know, ideally. And I would recommend you probably do this about every six to eight months. Obviously, once you've done the big blowing, then um, it just needs a little, you know, maybe one minute, you know, every now and then. It's not a huge deal. Just enough to be sure that stuff doesn't pile up on it. If you have pets or you live in an area that is particularly dusty, then you might want to do it more often, maybe four to six months. If you have pets, though, especially if you have a lot of pets, you really might want to consider one of the newer cases that do have the washable filters. Because, you know, if a lot of pet hair gets in there, it could be really bad really quickly. And, um, you know, fire! Look out! So, I recommend uh, not letting that happen. So that's my hardware tip for this time. And, um, happy computing, I guess. So at the intro of the podcast, I mentioned my system has been having a lot of issues, and I'm very worried about it. I am sort of testing it with doing this podcast on the system. I was originally thinking I would do it on the netbook to be safe, but it has been better, and I'll get to that in a minute. Lately, it's been having a lot of overheating issues. I don't know if it's quite overheated, because you never really know. But it has been way, way over temperature. The keyboard has been super hot. You know, not burn my hand hot, but, you know, hot in the sense of, wow, that's really, 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 really warm when I put my hand over it. When it should be, you know, just over, I guess you could call it body temperature. There were a few times in, I guess, the past week and a half, maybe two weeks, that the monitor has just turned off. Like, you know, if you were on a desktop and somebody turned off your monitor. Everything else was still going. I could still hear sound. I was playing with my friend during one time and voice chat was still working and being current. So I know it didn't lock up. The monitor just wasn't working. And for a few months now, I have had a pause. That's the best way I can think of to describe it where whatever the computer is doing, it might continue. Like if it's running a video, it will continue to run the video. But everything else pauses. My mouse can still run around, but if I go to open another program or change tabs or do anything, it doesn't respond to that. It'll put up the little swirly icon on the mouse most of the time. And the hard drive will just run at, you know, full speed. So I have no idea what it's doing. Also, for a few weeks now, I have noticed after startup, for about 10 to 15 minutes, the hard drive will just run and run and run and, you know, pretty much be 100% taxed out. 
I have tracked down the culprit to a Microsoft antivirus program, and so I can stop the program when it stops doing that. But the question does come up, you know, it has been doing that for about two weeks now. And once, when I was on battery, it was going crazy and draining the battery. And it drained it at about twice the speed it should have. So something is definitely not right there. But if I cancel the program, it does go back to normal and, you know, stop running the hard drive and stuff. So it does seem, you know, specific to that and canceling it does make it run as normal as it were. But the question does come up, you know, why is it doing that? Why has it only been doing it for the past two weeks or so? And I think it was on Tuesday, the system did not start up normally. It said there was no boot up drive. I pulled out the battery and tried to, you know, reseed it. Maybe, you know, something got jostled loose. I put the battery back in and it did start up, but it said there was something wrong with the disk. It spent, you know, half an hour or something running its check to check the disk. And then when it came up, it did seem normal. But it didn't see the second disk at all. There are two disks in the system. So something was very wrong with the hard drive. Later that day it did crash. Though again it, it returned from the crash and seemed okay. I think it was yesterday that I was doing some stuff. And it again crashed. Had a blue screen crash and said it couldn't dump the memory file correctly. I don't know what that means exactly. So there's a lot of issues and I'm very worried about it. It could possibly be a failing hard drive. Oh, when it did that crash um, and it said there was no disk. When it was booting, there was like a little screech, like a little And it wasn't, it wasn't super fast or super frequent, but it did kind of sound like the screech of a hard drive, you know, failing electronically. If there's a clicking noise, then it's the drive head. And so that's a different kind of failure that is very distinct. But since I used the compressed air to blow out the system, a few dust bunnies did come out of that blowing. And everything seems pretty much back to normal. The temperatures are a lot lower. I played all day yesterday for 10-ish hours. And the keyboard was, you know, barely warm, you know, skin temperature basically for the entire time. So that was normal. Previously, it would get hot and stay hot no matter what. Now it is not only back to normal, but when I tab out of the game, it drops from low temperature to idle temperature in like a minute. Whereas before, it wasn't pretty much dropping at all. So that is back to being awesome. There haven't been any hard drive issues or crashes. It did, just during the recording of this close, do the strange pause for one minute for no apparent reason and run the hard drive. But I'm not super worried about that if it just does that on very rare occasion. Like I said yesterday, I was playing for 10 hours. Well, not playing, you know, doing different things, playing and watching videos and just kind of cruising around the web, but but the system was up for, you know, 10 hours solid and had no issues. So that is a very good sign that things might be okay since I blew them out. Maybe the dust bunnies were causing some kind of short. I don't know. Maybe they were blocking up the heat in a certain way that caused, you know, that caused extreme heat buildup. And that extreme heat buildup was, you know, the cause of issues. I don't know. 
As you may not hear, there are no fan sounds in the background. Part of the overheating and the fan blowing would start like, I don't know, five minutes after I was unplugged. Now it is something like 40 minutes after I started recording, and the fans are at their lowest possible speed. So again, things seem back to normal with that. So, as I said, you know, I was going to record the podcast on my netbook to be safe. But since yesterday it was, you know, basically 100% normal, I thought I would take the chance and record it as normal today as part of a test and see if everything worked out as normal. So far it has, and the system is back to its regular awesome, except for that one minor pause. Which, again, I'm I'm not going to worry too much about that. Come to think of it, the pause doesn't seem to affect gaming. It just seems to happen when I'm doing web stuff or regular program stuff. But I guess that is it for my regular life rambling. I had that super big scare with my system, so I do have my netbook in the trunk, uh, just in case. That way, you know, if something does happen, I can just go to the trunk and pull it out and then not worry about it too much. The current theory is a hard drive issue, so I have a solid state disk on my Amazon wishlist. And that is one I would use in my desktop. So if I did have to spend the money on it, it's not exactly cheap, but it's not a whole lot more expensive than a laptop hard drive would be. But it is an item that I would pull into a desktop, you know, should it last that long. So, you know, it wouldn't be a terrible investment. Because it would be, you know, in theory, an investment towards my desktop. Whereas everything else with the laptop pretty much is laptop specific and you can't share it with a desktop as it were. But since things do seem back to normal, I am keeping that on hold because I don't really have the money to do that. It looked like I did, but I went back and checked my budget all the way to the end of the year. And it's actually kind of balancing out towards zero. And that's with, you know, just what is on my budget right now, which is pretty much just the three games that I've been looking forward to. So nothing else really is in the budget at all. So I'm, you know, still worried about my system. I probably will be for a while. It's managed to do the recording for this week's ramblings just fine. So I have regained a bit of trust there. It's getting really super jerky right now. Hopefully the recording will come out okay. But I think it is nearing low power mode. Because it really does not like to be unplugged. And it has been half an hour or 45 minutes. Which is about its entire battery life unplugged. But as I said, you know, it will keep my eye on my system. But it does seem normal again. So hopefully my life will be normal. And um you know, back to a regular kind of homeless mode. And hopefully everybody had an okay time, even though there wasn't really much to talk about. And hopefully I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. This isn't happening, Dale. We're not here. It's just a bad dream. Oh, I agree completely. Why, we'll wake up any minute to conquer and have a laugh about all this.
Borderlands 2 coming. Woot, woot, woot. Almost double what they should. Mm, no, not that much. So, we are. So, at the. Little River just gets more colorful by the moment. What'll she do next? Either blow us all up or rub soup in her hair. It's a toss up. I hope she does the soup thing. It's always a hoot and we don't all die from it. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number 1 in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.